What is up, everybody? Welcome to this week's episode of the Dense Pixels Podcast. I'm one of your hosts, Brad, joined by my co-host, Micah. Hello. No carry this week, um, which for this first part is not a bad thing because this way we can properly mourn um, just a abysmally sad circumstance. So I beat Mass Effect 2 this weekend, completed it. Did all the side missions, did all the loyalty missions, did all that stuff. And uh, some thinking, I was like, all right, you know, did all the loyalty missions like we should be good. Everyone should make it. I bought all the ship upgrades, so we should be fine. Picked my squad, like pick, picked my dude, you know, my, my people to lead the specific aspect of the missions correctly. Did all that. What I forgot is that there is a like a background process where even if you do the loyalty missions, if you let them like linger, like if you receive the mission and then kind of let it sit out there for a long period of time without actually conducting it, Mm -hmm. that also can possibly give you the chance of someone not surviving through the final ordeal. And so because of that, Borden is dead. Wow. One, I, I uh, I did not know that. Yeah. I, I didn't know that that was uh, that that was a thing that that loyalty missions were were time based. Yeah, um, I, I also lost all of my crew except for Doctor Chakwas, but I figured that was going to happen because I did a lot of cleaning up after finding the Reaper IFF. So oh, so so okay. so those those guys died. Doctor Chakwas got mad at me, but I had to, you know, scan planets and stuff. Oh yeah, going, no. I'm, the relays. <laughs> I I made sure to do. I I think I've done everything except for like Shadow Broker. Mm-hmm. Um, but I'm on Legion's loyalty mission now. Yeah, and uh, and that's it. Then I uh, then I uh, uh, you know it's it's on the road to this 100. percent Yeah, this platinum, and uh, I'm gonna be pissed if somebody because I I didn't like. Like Jack was the last one to do uh-huh. that I did, but I got her mission kind of early. Oh, see, you see, I don't know what's going to happen now. Uh, right. I don't so. know what's going to happen. So it, and it sucks because he didn't even get a good death. Like, like, like he didn't even die on screen. Like it, it like it was the worst kind of death because basically, so like go through the collector base and, and probably should have prefaced this with Mass Effect 2 spoilers. But again, the game's been out for 11 years. Yeah, come on. <laughs> it's fine. It's fine. So so skip ahead like, you know, 10 minutes if you don't want to hear the rest of this. Go through the collector base. Um, no problems. Everything's everything's hunky-dory. Uh, get to the giant Terminator. Uh, kill that thing super fast. Like, I don't think I don't even think it got a hit on me uh, the entire time. Like, I murdered the hell out of it. Um, and it's time to go back. And so... I'm like, I'm like, hey, Joker, is everyone, did everyone make it back to the ship? And he was like, yeah, everyone that survived is here. I'm like, okay, cool. That must mean everybody because he didn't mention anyone died. So that's cool. And so like on the way back to the ship, there's this like little mini, mini cutscene that has, you see a lot of dead collector bodies on the ground. And then I saw like a glimpse of a Solarian, but it was like a tight shot. It wasn't clear that it was Morton. Who else could it be? But, you know, I'm just like, fuck. I'm like, you know, it's like, was that Morton? 
was like, I don't think so. I was like, I, I feel like if he had died, someone would have said something or, you know, I would have seen it happen. Yeah. So, um, so I get on the ship, you know, run, run away from the collectors, get on the ship. I blew up the base cause fuck the elusive man. Um, and, and we, and we got out of Dodge and you know, that all, that all happened. And then during the end cutscene, um, my shepherd's standing over one casket and I'm like, wow. Oh no. <laughs> I'm, like, I'm like, I hope this didn't happen. So then I get, I get back on the ship and I go to the, um, you know, the memorial that's on the, uh, that that's in there. And right there said Morden Solis. Wow. And I was, and, and the tech labs, I, I walking through the tech labs and I got a little wistful, Micah, cause the desk, <laughs> the desk was empty and Morden is dead. Uh, wow. which is very sad. Oh, that stinks. It does that stinks. Stink. Um, on the plus side that will save me from some tears <laughs> in the next game, which is a plus. Uh, oh, so instead, man. I think, I think Malin's there instead of him. Um, in Mass Effect 3, if if he does not survive. Let me tell you something. Yeah. Uh, I'm going to be real pissed mm-hmm. if somebody dies. <laughs> Just because of the trophy. <laughs> Just because of the trophy. <laughs> and, and like, while insanity is not a difficult mode. Right. It's, it's incredibly tedious. Like, I mean, I mean, next time you play through the game, like if you're really just trying to do cleanup, you could just kick it down on cat. I'm just going to, yeah, just, I'm just bulldoze it. So what, yeah. When I play it again, because I have to also get like, a, I have like 70 more melee yeah. kills to get. Well, I can't get those things. Well, uh, we'll talk about that. Cause, cause the other thing. So I started mass effect three and I got to tell you, I, I never, I didn't get a chance to ever play through these like back to back to back before. Um, so doing so really gives you an appreciation for the improvements that the series made over time because when you get to experience them right after one another and the combat in three, I forgot just how good it was and how good it was in comparison to the rest of the series. I'm a fucking mur- biotic murdering machine in Mass Effect three because <laughs> they really because they really figured it out. Like after two games, they really figured out. The power set, how to combine them to make them feel good. Doesn't matter which class you are. You know, I'm 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 fucking charging dudes and then laying down like charging to one guy into a group of enemies and then laying down a Nova and fuck and then fucking balling out and I'm like having Liara like put it up, put up a singularity and charging into that or throwing you know throwing incinerates in there. <laughs> it's great. It's 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 just a really fun game to play. And they also made melee like usable in Mass Effect Three because you have the heavy attack. That you can do. Yeah. Which is a great finisher because it's very easy to like, especially as a biotic, like charge dudes and then just like finish them off with a, with a heavy melee. Um, <laughs> so I don't think you'll have as big of a problem as you think you will collecting those, those melee kills. Yeah. Cause they're a bit of a pain in the butt, man. Like yeah. I just did legions mission to acquire him and that's like a husk mission. Right. Yeah. Like it's just husks all over the place. And those damn husks all have armor. All of them. Oh, are they sad? Oh, they do on insanity? Yeah. Oh, every sucks. single one of them has armor <laughs> on before their health uh uh meter, including the the fiery ones that blow up. I hope I hope you have uh 
I hope you have some incendiary ammo with you. Yeah, man, because this is um, this is it, it's it's a pain in the butt, man. And like they keep coming, like it's like I have to. There's a lot of saving. There's a lot of pausing and saving. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm I'm pressing the the touchpad uh, after every encounter just to see <laughs> if I can put my gun away so that I can save because. <laughs> Uh, it's, it's a pain, but yeah, I'm trying to, I'm trying to get that. I'll probably get it done tomorrow, uh, and start, uh, and start three and, um, and then immediately start my next playthrough, uh, my renegade playthrough with lady shepherd because lady shepherd, uh, renegade lady shepherd is the way to play lady shepherd yeah. in my opinion. Um, like it's she's she's having so much fun whereas like mark mir his voice is is um it's built for you know i've got to stick up my ass and i know how to use it you know what i mean <laughs> like he's a goody two-shoes voice right but jennifer hale's voice is versatile you know it can be either or so that that'll be my my renegade playthrough but anyway so you know it's a good sign. Oh, before we get out of new stuff, um, I've been playing a lot of just like, like yesterday, like I played so much Mass Effect over the last three weeks. And I was just like, I want to play mostly anything else. Um, played a lot of Smash Brothers yesterday. Like I picked up Smash Brothers for the first time in a while. Well, so here, so here's the thing. So like I was going through my Switch and I was updating a bunch of games that had updates that the switch was like, yeah, you haven't played these in a while, so we're not going to worry about it. <laughs> so, so I was updating stuff, and for some reason, like I've been watching so much like video game music stuff on YouTube that I was like, oh, let me hop into Smash Brothers and you know check you know check out some of the tunes in there that I've unlocked and things of that nature. And then like I played a couple Spirit board battles because I hadn't played in a while. I was like, oh, let me just fuck around with this, and that led to me playing for like three hours. So like that, so that was the thing. I played some Mario Kart. Um, to come back to that, I finally played the Hyrule Warriors demo uh, for the new one that just came out. Uh, not a game for me at all. I, I can discern that after playing the first the first level. I'm like, this isn't for me. That's okay. Not not my jam. And uh, and I bought Torchlight too because um, it was on sale for like twelve dollars. It was like dirt cheap. And I heard Torchlight two is actually better than Torchlight three. Torchlight three doesn't have a, a kind kind word anyone to say on the internet about it but i just wanted to play like a dungeon crawl game on my switch and so i haven't started it yet but that's i'll be dabbling with that here and there um torchlight is fun i played the first and second one i I heard the same thing about three so i just didn't i didn't bother with three but yeah i think you'll like torchlight it's like it's like scaled back diablo it's like like, i like i really would just like to play diablo on my switch but since you can't transfer progress across like yeah. they don't have cross save um i'm not starting from yeah no. <laughs> no like absolutely not um even though apparently on switch you can jump into adventure mode right away apparently so it, it yeah. works kind of like season two but still like no i i want my i want my characters um yeah. i built in case i have a wild hair on my ass to to play with them um so yeah i'll I'll dabble with that here and there i'm just excited that i've been blowing through mass effect because this means i'll probably actually be able to play uh, Ratchet and Clank next week when it releases, or oh, man, or, or not, or not soon thereafter at least. Um, I keep yeah, it's it's it is June, isn't it? It is June. Um, <laughs> speaking of June, 
Uh, you know you're in for a good month on Xbox when the 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 strap line on the article on Polygon that announces the games with gold says Xbox Games with Gold offers Injustice Gods Among Us in June plus three games Polygon has never written about. <laughs> so you know you know we're in for a good time. So your Xbox One games that are free are The King's Bird, which is free for the entire uh, month of June, and then Shadows Awakening, uh, which is free from the 16th through July 15th. And then the Xbox 360 games that are, that are available are the aforementioned Injustice 1, uh, which is available from June 16th through 30th. The beginning half of the month, you get Neo Geo Battle Coliseum, which is a game that came out originally in 2005 on the PlayStation 2. I think I remember playing that game. Um, I don't remember enjoying it too much. I've never heard a word said about it kind or otherwise so yeah it's i mean it's an snk yeah fighter like i you gotta be like you gotta be like really into those and i just am not so on playstation uh the pickings are a little bit more robust so we have virtual fighter 5 ultimate showdown which sega just announced was coming out recently uh basically it's an update for virtual fighter 5 uh you also have star wars squadrons for free during the month of June. So why not? I'll kick the tires on that. Why not? For free? Absolutely. Yeah. Um, and then also uh, on PlayStation 5, you get Operation Tango, which is described as a cooperative spy game for two players who take on the roles of agent and hacker, working to infiltrate, investigate, and eradicate the forces threatening the three world. Apparently, to play the game, both players have to have a microphone because you have to have voice chat in order to play the game properly. Oh, wow. So that's an interesting concept and, and a perfect game to give away for free because that'll get a hell of a lot more people to play it than probably would have purchased it had you uh, just released it for pay and get some free. Yeah, there. especially when you're mandating people interact yeah. with one another. <laughs> uh, other games that are coming out this week. So the Elder Scrolls Online is getting its newest uh, Blackwood expansion on PC and Google Stadia. Uh, the aforementioned Operation Tango comes to PC, PlayStation, and Xbox, but again, free on PlayStation 5. Uh, Stonefly comes to PC, PlayStation, Xbox, and Switch. Super Animal Royale comes to Xbox. Uh, World of Warcraft Burning Crusade Classic comes to PC. Hoko Life comes to PC. The Magnificent Truffle Pigs comes to PC. Pro Cycling Manager 2021 on PC. Tour de France 2021 on PC, PlayStation, and Xbox. Uh, Winds of Change comes to Nintendo Switch. DC Superhero Girls Teen Power comes to Switch. Evergate comes to PS5. The Last Kids on Earth and the Staff of Doom comes to PC, PlayStation, Xbox, and Switch. The Persistence Enhanced comes to PC, PlayStation, and Xbox. Uh, that's the, just the enhanced edition of the Persistence. Uh, Sniper Ghost Warrior Contracts 2 comes to PC, Xbox, PlayStation. And Mighty Goose comes to PC, PlayStation, Xbox, and Switch. Apparently, <laughs> apparently, Winds of Change. Uh-huh. Would you like to guess what Winds of Change is? See, Just uh, like give the broadest possible guess you could possibly give. I guarantee you, you won't get it. I would have to imagine that this is a video game spinoff of the recent serial podcast that released a few months ago. Uh, it is a text adventure game where you play as the CIA trying to get the 
80s hair band the Scorpions to write a rock ballad to help end communism in late 80s Soviet Europe. You're closer than I ever thought you'd be. <laughs> it is a text-based adventure yes! game. All right. <laughs> with furries. <laughs> There's just a bunch of animals here. There's a bunch of anthropomorphic animals. And not like anthropomorphic animals like the mascot era in video games. Mm-hmm. Like anthropomorphic animals as in I'm a human I have a human body an animal with head. a wolf head. It's um, it's the uh, experience, the ultimate furry tale. That's the that's the tagline. <laughs> Lead a rebellion to bring to bring peace back to a land tarnished by unjust and cruel rulers. Delve into the fully voiced, captivating story, accentuated by stunning art, difficult choice, and deep relationships. Okay. Uh, the, I'm going away from this right now. I don't it's, need it's a, something. It's a good thing we have a decent uh, video game summer on the horizon, because <laughs> otherwise this would be a really rough, uh, a really rough year. When does Death Death Proof come out? Explore a mature dark fantasy setting. Yo, this really is for furries. No, thank you. Uh, uh-uh, all right, I'm done. I'm done. Uh, look, I get it, Nintendo. You want. Uh, you want, you know, some some more adult oriented content, but uh, I, I think you're doing too much here. Deathless comes out in September. I was I'm really hoping it was August. Did you see the previews, by the way, for that? I meant to ask you. Nope, because you told me not to. Because you told me that I would buy it, and I really don't want. I don't want to have to buy it. It looks really. It looks really good. <laughs> Like 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 they're like they're doing the this isn't a roguelike in the same way that Destiny's like this isn't an MMO kind of thing. Oh man! <laughs> All right, I might check it out after we after we uh, after we get off the show today. Yeah. Hopefully, I'll forget because I don't <laughs> want to have to buy it because uh, you know I will. Yeah. Uh, but uh, anyway, uh, look, you can uh, you can interact with us on Discord. Uh, by going to densepixels.com slash fans and you get an invite. You get an invite and that's it. You're in. We're we're not uh we're not gatekeepers. We don't wanna we don't wanna leave you out. We want you to come in uh and enjoy all of all of the dense pixels goodness. Uh while you're on the internet, go to youtube.com slash dense pixels and subscribe. Uh you can have us playing uh at, at work while you're supposed to be working. Uh, while you're there, smash that like button. Uh, <laughs> leave a comment, smash the like button, and click the notification bell to be notified. Uh, I'm a YouTuber, guys. Uh, subscribe <laughs> to all the TFP Studios podcasts, wherever you get your podcasts, including the Nerdpocalypse, uh, Black on Black Cinema. Look, if you're a fan of Black on Black Cinema, we just had our 200th episode um, with a with a bad movie. Um, but you're really going to want to listen to it. If you're a long-term fan of the show, you're really going to want to listen to it. Um, coming distractions. Uh, I think the last movie we did was, um, 
Army of the Dead, which is not a good movie. Mm-hmm. It's not a movie you should waste your time on, but uh, listen to Coming Distractions to find out why. Um, and the weekly preview episode of the Look Forward Political Podcast, when uh, the producer of the Look Forward Political Podcast <laughs> actually produces the show. Um, <laughs> if that's not enough, you can go to densepixels.com slash premium for $5 a month or $50 for a year. You get access to the premium slate of podcasts, including the airing of grievances, which is uh, back on a regular schedule. We're doing two of them. We're recording two of them tomorrow. Um, so you, they're they're coming. It's a steady drift feed. Uh, no time to bleed. The men with the golden tongues. More on that later. Mm-hmm. Upstage conversation and the full episode of the Look Forward Political Podcast when the producer of the Look Forward Political Podcast decides that he actually wants to produce a show. A uh, new now episode look. of uh, Upstage came out uh, this week. Me and Carrie talked about Damn Yankees from there 1958. So. It's a musical I've never heard of um, because it doesn't involve a man-eating plant. <laughs> uh, look, The Men with the Golden Tongues uh, is returning. Uh, I've, I've spoken to those guys and, uh, I've got it on good authority that they will be recording. We, yeah, yeah. Uh, some might say too well, they're kind of clingy, like chill out guys. Um, and I have it on good authority that, uh, they have scheduled a show. And, uh, if you are a fan of this podcast, you are going to want to listen to that show. Um, do you want to, do you want to? Give it away, or do you want to wait until it's? Actually- I've been I've been trying to figure out how to like tease it. You know what I mean? Like like I'm just, I've been trying to figure out ways that we can like tease it to not make it super obvious. You know, like you know, really like a really sly or like a slithery way of kind of getting getting a tease in there for the for the episode without making it obvious. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. I don't know. I don't know. Um, I'll, I'll, maybe I'll take a cigarette break and think about it. Yeah. Um, yeah. Anyway, um, I'm trying to I'm trying to think of something with with uh, punctuation. Yeah. But uh, you know, I, I, I'm I'm emphatic about it that this is going to be something that you will uh, enjoy. Yeah. Um. So yes. Uh, Densepixels.com slash print. Yeah. So um. In the news this week, so there's an uh, investor call for CD Projekt Red, and one of the questions they were asked during the investor call was, uh, when is this game going to be back on the PlayStation? And CD Projekt Red answer, we don't know. According to Adam uh, Kaczynski, uh, who is, uh, I think he is one of the head-ups at, at CDPR, uh, he says, I have no inf- no new information about this regard. We are still in discussions, and with every patch, the game gets better, and there is visible progress. But we, as we said, the decision is an exclusive decision of Sony, so we are waiting for information about the fact that they took the decision to bring back this game. That's a, that's a verbatim quote. I did not misquote that. Uh, until then, I'm not able to tell you anything more. How do you not know or at least have a general idea when you can expect to see the game back? Because they don't, because they're not following up. I guarantee you, this is not on Sony's. This is not top of mind for for the folks at Sony. This is their response. It's top of mind for the folks at CDPR. Apparently not. (laughs) (laughs) Like this is their job to to hound them and to be like, hey, can we get our game back on the store? They're not just gonna. They're not waiting for you. Are they like we sold enough copies? We'll we'll worry about it when it gets there. (laughs) (laughs) Come on, man. Jesus. 
Yeah, you gotta you gotta make some moves. Look, I, I've worked for local government for a very long time. And um if it's one thing I know is that if you want somebody to move, you gotta move them. Mm-hmm. Like you gotta hound them. And uh they're not just gonna put your game back on the on the stores. They have their own stuff they wanna sell. Um you know, that they wanna really push. So yeah, this is wild, man. Like I wonder what I wonder what the the loss in revenue is for this thing just not being on one of the major platforms. It's tough, right? Because it's it's in many ways it's incalculable, incal- incalculable, incalculable. What, however, that oh. word's supposed to be said. Uh, <laughs> it's not able to be calculated because, <laughs> because um, not only do you have the refunds that they did have to issue out, which I'm sure that CDPR is on the hook for because Sony wasn't going to eat that shit. Um, but we, you don't truly know a how many people didn't buy it, or b how many people bought it, but or you know bought it on another platform that would have bought it on PlayStation, yeah. um, you know things of that nature as well. And also in lost revenue, like when this does eventually come back out on PlayStation, because you imagine it does have to at some point. Can they justify putting it up for sixty dollars right away? You know what I mean? Like, like I feel like you have to have the twenty dollar off goodwill sale as soon as it gets back there. Yeah. And so now you're losing 20 bucks a copy. So it's 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 not good. Um, it continues to not be good. And I mean, if the game re-releases and it's, you know, amazingly fixed, I guess you get a bit of a, a redemption story. But I don't know. I feel like people are going to have a really sour taste in their mouth for a while from how this was handled. So. I think people uh I think I think the people that were going to buy this game bought it. Um I think the people that uh what what I'm saying is I don't think anybody's mind is going to be changed. Yeah. Once this thing gets back on the PlayStation store. I don't think people are going to be like, "Oh, well, let me try it now." Nah. It, it we don't live in that kind of society. If you really wanted to play this game, you stuck through it. You know what I mean? Like you, and if you, and if it was too much, if it was too much, then you're done. Mm-hmm. Like you're like you, like it, you didn't even play it, but I like played, it I played, was, I played through the, uh, the prelude as it were. So, right. And it was, and it was like, nope, I can't do this anymore. I think, I think there, there are people in your camp and I think there were people in my camp who played it and, and it was, it was fine. And I, I, the only reason it was fine is because I played it on a next gen system. Yeah, and, and that's well. The, and the other problem is, is, it's not like the industry is going to take a pause for Cyberpunk to reintroduce itself. Like, there's going to be other games right. coming out around that time that have people's interest and things of that nature as well. So, right, like you're never going to get as good as as what that opening right uh, salvo was. Like, you're just you're just not. Nope. So. <laughs> Uh, we talked a few weeks ago about the uh, discontent at IGN related to a pro-Palestine post that was uh, put up by their editorial team that was pulled down by IGN's management. Um, a lot of angry IGN writers uh, have been demanding answers, and they still have not gotten them. What they got, though, was a memo from, I think uh, – I don't, I don't know what his position is inside of IGN, but he's like the head guy at IG, in the office at IGN, uh, who is Per Schneider, um, who sent an internal memo out that was leaked uh, out to news outlets. And 
he took he's the one that took responsibility for the post coming down, though I I doubt it was his decision. Uh, but also instead of kind of identifying where the blame lies, he blamed quote an editorial team process failure for the post to go live in the first place. Oh, come on, yo. <laughs> Jesus, dude. So so basically the memo that was sent out to IGN staff uh pretty much put the onus on them. Uh he called the situation a challenging scenario, his words. Um again, reminder the only thing that the post did was it's it linked to like pro Palestine charities for Palestinian aid. That's a challenging scenario. Um and also he said that he he thanked the employees who signed the open letter demanding accountability for this. Uh and but pointed to you know an an uh, quote an unspecified number of people who were upset about the post going up and say well, but you know what about these guys? So you know the, these IGN employees were hurt by the original position as well as intimidated to the point where they will not speak up other than in a confidential setting. The article that I'm reading from, so this is from uh, this is from Waypoint, um, talks about how f- sports blog Deadspin, the the older iteration of Deadspin, used to wade into political waters as well, and they were told frequently by their managing editors to uh, stick to sports and not wait in politics. And then the entire staff quit basically. <laughs> um, so yeah, so basically Per Schneider, not, uh, not really giving the answers that people were looking for and instead blaming the people seeking the answers in the first place. Jesus per- Christ. Word, word is that uh, people, we're not too happy as an IGN writers about this memo coming down. Uh, one IGN employee said on background, uh, quote, most staff are struggling right now to even enjoy their jobs. And during our busiest time of year with E3 coming up, people are beyond stressed and feel they have no one to speak with about it above due to the lack of trust. Now with leadership, I wouldn't be surprised if people quit over this due to the lack of trust and clear disrespect. Mm. So yeah, not, uh, I, I don't what's, know. Like, what's like, the point of having an editorial team? Well, and also to release that memo like two days later when people when feelings are still because that's when the memo was released to IGN staff. It didn't it didn't come out uh, through. Oh, so through it was until later. <laughs> Yo, come like on, like man, when Mike. feelings are still raw. Like that's that's insane. Like like the Im- like like Pierre Schneider talks about like oh you know some people were upset by the imagery. The imagery that they're referring to was the incorporation of the Palestinian flag into the IGN logo at the top of the page on the post. Like that's that's what they were talking about. Um Yeah, I, like I said, it's this is this is really Look, I I'm not going to I get it. I do. I, I, you know, at the risk of sounding like some sort of corporate shill, I understand. 
their perspective. Well, no, and, and, I, and, and, and to I be, certainly and to be fair, to, to, to use your parlance, uh, the the IGN Palestine conflict is a sticky wicket. As, as yeah, a, man, like it, it just it is. Like I understand the editorial team wanted to editorialize, right? And I understand, you know, running you're running a business. I I I get it. Um, it's just this. I I don't know. I. I here, here's the problem. Know, it's it's one thing if if the IGN like news side decides that this is a stance that they're gonna that they're gonna take unilaterally. That's not okay in that case because at that point you're representing IGN as a whole. Mm-hmm. In this case, like you said, this was editorial. Editorial is supposed to exist separate and apart from straight news. Like like they're like right. they're not supposed to be there to carry the 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 banner of the company in the things that they're writing. It's editorial. It's supposed to be opinion. It's supposed to be a little bit more freewheeling. It's supposed to be a little bit more loose. Not one single person of the news side of IGN put their name to that post. It was in, it was entirely the editorial side of the industry. Now, plenty more people from the news side put their names on the open letter, being like, "What the fuck." Yeah, like to to IGN uh, when the post got pulled down, um, and again to still not be able to talk to the staff about why the post was pulled down. Again, give them a reason. Like it might not be a a, a reason that they like, but give them a reason as to why. Right. The problem is that you don't want to say what the reason is because then you're afraid of pissing off, you know. A whole nother subset of people or, or, or how you'd be interpreted in that case. I mean, you could say just the reason was like this was too inflammatory given the circ- given the, you know, the, uh, the circumstances around the conflict. That's probably right, that's probably right. the best you could do, honestly. Right. And I understand like most people, most people don't really have a grasp of this. And those that do, they, you know, they have strong feelings about it. I, I, I 100 percent understand that. But like you said, if you if they just say if they just give it just just tell it to you straight, man, mm-hmm. and let the chips fall where they may. If 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 the people if the editorial team doesn't like that answer, they can leave. But at least you. I mean, that's it, probably what's going to happen anyway, right? And it's going to happen, and now it's going to happen anyway. And now you have, and and, and because you're like doing it like on the sly and trying to be kind of sneaky and, and, and just not communicating. It's going to make, it's going to make the corp, the corporation look bad. Uh, And and here's the thing though. So like, obviously like we're in a completely different boat because we are not, you know, we are not owned by a giant corporation that we have to worry about representing. We can say whatever the fuck we want. I would still, like if if I said an opinion that was a completely fair opinion to have, and I and I justified it with, you know, facts, and Jay you listen to it and is like, hey, you can't have that, you know, you can't state that opinion on air because it conflicts with what we as TNP Studios thinks. It's gonna make me think twice about <laughs> about my relationship with 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 the company and Jay because part of the reason that we're able to do what we do and why you guys tune in every week is because we 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 tell it like it is we shoot from the hip we you know we we don't sugarcoat stuff um you're getting us 
You know what I mean? You're getting us. And right. if you're an, if you're if you work in editorial and your publication doesn't have your back like that, then you don't have much in that case. Right. You got you got to be able to to go out on a limb and and for the branch not to break to work in editorial. And and, and like I said, the, it, it's the trust that's shattered that is hard to get back. It's hard to build that up again. So, like I said, yeah, man, we'll see what happens. Um, but like I said, not looking, uh, not looking promising right now with with the, the uh, this recent bit of news coming out. Um, bit of advice, Micah, if you were ever planning to defraud Nintendo, don't do that because they will <laughs> fuck you up. Uh, we mentioned probably offhand uh, about. 18 months ago or a little more, uh, Nintendo was suing uh, a pirated game seller. It's called called ROM Universe for $15 million in damage uh, for selling pirated Nintendo games, essentially. Uh, They didn't get $15 million, but the judge did decide in their favor for the the low, low sum of $2.1 million that this guy who runs this company now has to pay. Um. To Nintendo, uh, the Matthew Storman, who operated the now defunct company, uh, his argument in court was, well, he didn't upload the pirated games himself, so he can't be held liable for their distribution. <laughs> However, Nintendo pointed out the fact that he was offering memberships for $30 a year, which let subscribers download the games faster than non-subscribers and making a profit from Nintendo's product, essentially. Mm-hmm. So uh yeah. Don't uh don't do that. This this follows a twelve point two million dollar settlement they had won previously against another ROM seller beforehand. Um they of course have a couple of criminal cases out against other hackers as well. So uh yeah, do not do not pirate Nintendo's stuff. Anyone listening I mean- out there. You should, I mean, given Nintendo's reputation with, you know, how they handle their IP within the business, <laughs> you think they're not going to come for you? Yeah. They got all kinds <laughs> of time. <laughs> they got time yeah, get out to, of here, to, man. To, to get up in your ass and fucking make you poor. So. <laughs> they said, don't fuck around. They said, that, that, that man fucked around and. He definitely found out. You, uh, they don't even want the free advertisement of like having their games at fighting game tournaments without yeah. some sort of fealty being paid to them. So, yeah. <laughs> no, man, like no. <laughs> so, uh, uh, well, the the cross platform update, the cross play update for Borderlands Three is coming very soon. Uh, the bad news, however, though, is apparently they've been Gearbox has been forced to pull PlayStation support for the crossplay update, so you will only be able to play with your friends uh, on Mac, Stadia, Windows, and Xbox, not on PlayStation. Uh, we did find out through the Apple Epic trial transcripts that uh, apparently Sony has been charging publishers and developers for the privilege of allowing crossplay on their platform. And I guess 2K and or Gearbox did not want to pay the uh, the premium fee in order to get crossplay on PlayStation. Um, 
that sucks. It really seemed like that Sony was taking a more gregarious view on crossplay, despite being very hesitant and uh, not embracing it when things first started rolling along. Uh, but I guess we found out that there is a fee uh, associated with that. And I guess if you don't pay the toll, then uh, then you don't get the crossplay uh, on PlayStation. But that, I mean, it just sucks because it's bad for it, it sucks for gamers, ultimately. Yeah, it does. Um, I like to spin it as Randy Pitchford does not care about the gamers. <laughs> <laughs> it's an interesting way to, to turn that around. <laughs> you're not willing to, to look. You're a magician. Just pull a bunch of quarters from behind your ear. Yeah. Pay the fine. Where's, where's, where's that $150 million that you got from uh, Epic Games to for that uh, that six-month exclusivity? Yeah, there you go. Spent that already. So, <laughs> so yeah, that that's a, that's a bummer though. I, I I don't like hearing that. Um, yeah, that stinks. And and especially because, like I said, how much more are you really going to get from the game if you're Sony now? You know what I mean? Like most, mo- like ninety percent of the copies of Borderlands Three that are probably ever going to be sold have been sold at this point. So, yeah. you know, DLC is yeah, already like, out there. It's not like there's more DLC coming that we know about. So it's not. E- yeah, like if this was a if this was like something new, fresh, like I I I get it, right? You you want to strike while the iron's hot, but like game's been out for quite a long time. Yeah, almost two years, if you can believe that. Wow, I know time time does not does not stop for anybody. So <laughs> it does not stop for anybody. Um. So Carrie nailed it. We talked. One of the questions in the post office last week was. Uh, who do you think we're going to see leaks from uh, before E3? And Carrie said E3 or Sony. Uh, and and she had to wait just days, literal days, like two days after we recorded the podcast. Uh, a Battlefield 6 video uh, that was meant for internal use within EA has now gone <laughs> online for people to view wow. to their heart's content. Uh, it is confirmed that the title will take place in a near future setting, uh, I guess kind of similar to uh, what Advanced Warfare in the Call of Duty series, I think, was a near future. Yeah, Advanced Duty. Warfare was near future. The one that came after that, they had spaceships yes. and shit. Yeah. Um, and it was apparently this is not the reveal trailer that EA planned to publish in a couple weeks. Uh, I sure hope it's not because... Yeah. <laughs> Otherwise, they'll have to make a whole new one in a real short amount of time. And the even funnier thing is there's a in the video, there's a, bl- a black rectangle in the middle of the screen because EA watermarked it. Mm-hmm. And so they covered up the, the watermark so that they couldn't help ID where the leak came from, essentially. Uh. <laughs> so that's pretty funny. Um, so again, the official reveal is coming supposedly within within the next week or two. Um, probably timed out around E3, one imagines. So, yeah, wow, yeah, no kidding. Epilepsy warning. This thing is kind of flickering all over the place. Yeah. <laughs> so I can't bring myself to still care about a new Battlefield game, though. So it is what it is. No, I've never been a Battlefield guy. I just. Um, uh, I, I, I'm perfectly, if I'm going to play, uh, you know, a shooting gallery, uh, first person shooting gallery, uh, I'll, I'll stick with what I know. 
the arcadey goodness that is Call of Duty. And I and and even then, uh, you know, um, I'm over it. More uh, investor call news. Uh, EA took home just an ultimate team last year across FIFA, Madden, and uh, NHL. $1.62 billion in the fiscal year 2021, which runs from April of 2020 through March of 2021. Uh, that is an increase over $1.49 billion from fiscal year 2020. It's been steadily increasing uh, over the past six years. Apparently, uh, Ultimate Team Revenue accounts for 29% of EA's entire net revenue during fiscal year 2021. God damn. With with FIFA (laughs) delivering, quote, a substantial portion of the net revenue for Ultimate Team. And by substantial portion, it's probably like 90% of it is coming from Yeah, man. (laughs) (laughs) Jesus Christ. So, yeah, so EA, uh, like I said, with just one mode in one game, making all the money, all the money. You know, a third of their revenue? Yeah. Damn near? Yeah. Jesus Christ, That's dude. a lot of fucking money. And again, <laughs> ju- just while you're there, just remember that that $5.6 billion in total revenue is still dwarfed by Fortnite by itself. <laughs> just just to give you an idea of where Epic's sitting. Who is buying these things? Uh, like I like I understand like like there are there are people who just like I just want to meet some I want to meet a whale. So right a lot so there there are a lot of FIFA YouTubers out there and those guys easily spend in the thousands of dollars every year on that stuff but it's a business expense. It's a business yeah. expense. They'll, they'll, wow. Believe me when I tell you that the most successful ones are making much more than they're putting in to it. You know what I mean? Like, oh, like, 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 like it's literally a business expense. Um, I, I'd imagine there are non YouTubers that are also whales though, that are probably also spending in the thousands of dollars every year. I mean, this is why that there's so much legislation around this, that, that countries are trying to enact because it is literally gambling. Like, like you're literally pulling a slot machine every fucking time. And there are people that have, addictive tendencies that aren't going to stop doing that. And you see it. And it's not just ultimate team. We've, we've talked to ad nauseum on the show about other like predatory practices that do this loot boxes in general are like this. Uh, gotcha games are like this as well. Um, but yeah, like there are definitely it's, it'd be interesting to know, like, you know how, like, you know, the, the fact, you know, that half the wealth in uh, in the country is in, in the U.S. is, you know, held by the top, you know, 10 percent of the country kind of thing. Yeah, it's probably yeah. that like it's literally like 90 percent of the expenditure is probably being done by like 7 percent of the players. Which wow. is which is which is insane. Um, But yeah, so like I said, EA still doing all right. Yeah, right man. Wow. They, uh, yeah, and you know, I was wondering, like, oh, wow, why, you know, you would think that EA would maybe, I don't know, fight a little harder to get some some more sports licenses so that they can keep this going, but like, it doesn't and, matter. And, and and look, here's the thing, um, even if they got an MLB license and started making sim baseball games again, MLB Ultimate Team is not going to have the same 
it, it, it'll be more akin to like it'll be in between Madden and NHL in terms of yeah. how much revenue it brings in. Um, because Sony does a de facto ultimate team in the show. And I don't see them like shouting from the rooftops. I mean, we saw we saw that uh, internal document get passed around last week that talked about that. But it ain't one point six billion. I can tell you that it ain't even close to a billion in, so, in terms of that. So, so soccer is the number one sport in the world. Correct. What's like the number two sport in the world? You wouldn't believe me if I told you. Can you guess? Lacrosse? No, it's, it's, oh my god, lacrosse! <laughs> lacrosse, lacrosse <laughs> is not only not a world sport; it is not even a U.S. sport. It's a regional. No, it's sport. a Maryland sport. Yeah, it's, 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 it's an <laughs> East Coast sport. Um, no, Formula One is actually number two. Oh wow! In 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 the world, in the world, yeah, in the world. Yeah. So, d- does EA have an F one game? Uh, now they do. <laughs> oh man! Oh, now with, with, with the with the uh, with the Codemasters acquisition, they do. So, <laughs> I told you, wait for F one Ultimate oh, Team. I, I don't know how you're going to do it with only 20, 20 drivers to choose from. But uh, yeah, look no, out for F one Ultimate Team to come to come to FIFA twenty 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 two or F one twenty twenty two near you. <laughs> No, they they at least they they have all the licenses that are worth that are worth having, um, and even some they don't because really the NHL I don't I don't know what they do with NHL at this point because NHL is not a huge mover and I say that as a huge hockey fan so and and as, and as a former avid player of the series, no less. Oh man! Uh, just a news blip for you: the E3 press conferences are starting to roll out. Uh, Microsoft and Bethesda are going to be Sunday, June 13th at 1 p.m. Eastern, 10 a.m. Pacific. Uh, I will look for... Well, you know what? I, is, is it too early for us to make plans to to do a watch-along on Discord with that? Or, or perhaps even on Twitch? What uh, what time? 1 p.m. Eastern. 1 p.m. On it Sunday. might be... It might be... Uh, let's talk after the show. All right, all right. At, at, at least, worst case... Worst case scenario, I will at least do a live voice chat on Discord, if not a Twitch watch along with somebody, whether it's Mike or Carrie. Yeah, we'll see. Yeah, I, I I would like to be on it, but you know, I gotta I gotta check with the boss. Oh, I understand. Oh, I understand. <laughs> uh, finally, uh, Micah, we were born too far ago. Because now, at some high schools in the United States, you can letter in Splatoon 2 or Smash Brothers. <laughs> really? Yeah. So so <laughs> there, there's a company called Play Versus who's, who literally exists to try to get Scholastic Esports to be a thing. And wow. they partnered with Nintendo. That's a partnership that starts this fall. So at some high schools... They're going to offer Super Smash Brothers Ultimate or Splatoon 2 as a varsity level sport that you could play. And Mario Kart Deluxe is coming in spring of 2022. Yo, that is wild, man. <laughs> <laughs> this <laughs> is cool. This brave this new cool world. Shit. Oh, shit. No, nah, I'm not even, I'm not mad. I'm not hating. I love it. This is, this is cool, man. This is cool. You have all these nerds. Walking around in their jackets, thinking they're hot shit. Got all the other nerds admiring them. 
And then they can turn it. The nerds are the jocks now, man. <laughs> the nerds are the jocks. They got the power. Like it's like the paradigm has been shifting, but like this might be the thing that just tips it over. Well, especially because if, if it's done at the high school level, like eventually colleges are going to formally like I know that they've been doing, you know, well, like like how long until video games becomes an official NCAA sanctioned sport? Yeah, man. How, how, oh how, how, how long until you have the, 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 the NCAA FIFA season kicking off? Uh, how long until you have the meta game of you playing as a video game player playing a video game? <laughs> and then you can do ultimate team with your with your uh, uh, video game uh, human avatars playing FIFA. It's all it's levels, man. Yeah. Levels. This is this cool. Is cool man. Uh, and, like and, I'm, and I'm glad Nintendo's getting involved uh, into the mix. With this kind well, of stuff, well, you know, they uh, as long as you don't steal their games, ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, that's cool. I uh, I dig that. Uh, here's something you'll dig, uh, Amazon. <laughs> Boy, these I'm 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 getting really bad at these. <laughs> Go to dunspixels.com/slash/amazon uh, for all of your Amazon purchases. I think I'm going to buy a book called project hail Mary by Andy. Weir. Oh, that's on my reading list. Yeah. It's, I, it's, it's one of my next ones to do I'm reading snow crash right now. So, Oh, but, you are. Do you like it? Uh, so far it's good. I'm, I'm, I'm only about, uh, a quarter of the way in give or take so far. So it's, I, I just got to where the, uh, the, where the, the titular, uh, thing has been introduced essentially. Okay, man, it's been a long time since I read Snow Crash. Yeah. I might have reread that thing, man. I really like that book. I I love it. Um, and I'm going to. Uh, I'm thinking about picking up uh, Project Hail Mary uh, by going to densepixels.com/slash/amazon uh, because when I go to densepixels.com/slash/amazon to buy that book, I don't pay anything extra, and I'm helping out the show. That's right. And that's what you should do too. Uh, you can get it. Uh, Brad will get it on Kindle for three dollars uh, less than what I will be getting it for. Oh, you're actually gonna buy the hard copy? Yeah, I'll buy the hard copy. So, I, so I, I, I like books. I I like having books. Um, but I like the convenience of ebooks. Yeah. So, my wife's thing is, and this is probably gonna be something I adopt as well. Like, if you like a book, like you like you got your ebook and you're good. If you really like a book. You go out and buy the hard copy after you've already read it, <laughs> and then that way, and that way you own it. It's like you know, you're buying it twice. So you know, I I I get it though. Yeah. <laughs> I I get it. You know what I mean? Like especially if the book is like if they're having like a digital sale or yeah. something where it's like you know the books the books are like fifty percent off sometimes. But, yeah, I get it. But that that that's like that's like like that's like the sponge worthy test, right? Like for you know for for books. <laughs> Is it sponge worthy? Do I want to go out and spend money to actually own a paper copy of this thing that I will then have to pack into a box and transport when I buy another house at some point? <laughs> that's that's really all we're looking at here. Like like the Red Rising books that I that I know I told you about and I've talked about I, I mentioned the Discord group as well that I liked a lot. Um those will be those like I'm gonna buy those on hardback at some point because my wife is also obsessed with them. So uh, okay. Like she she binged the shit out of it in in no time flat so uh but like the mass effect books for example not 
I don't need to own those in hard copy. In, in, in hard yeah. Copy. You know what I mean? Like, I'm good. Like, like I read them. I'll probably read them again at some point. They're good junk books, but I don't need to have Mass Effect, you know, proudly on my on my bookshelf. Yeah. Yeah, I get that. Yeah. I got a lot of mass market paperback trash <laughs> sitting in that in that bookcase over there that I really don't need. But um but no, I get it. I get it. And I'm starting to do that with hardback books, yeah. right? Like I usually just buy like paperbacks or mass market paperbacks and if but if there's something that I think I really like, then I'll get a hard copy of it. Yeah. So yeah, I'm looking forward to. Uh, I'm looking. I'm gonna pick. I'm gonna try and pick that up tomorrow. I I was uh, debating between that or Snow Crash, and I I I was in the mood for something more, like cyberpunk related. So I opted for that. But that's probably next up, uh, on there. Um, yeah. I, 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 just, I, I before that, and, and I and I also like. I felt like I felt like that would be heavier, and Snow Crash would be a little lighter because I just finished reading, uh, Hyperion, which was like super heavy. Yeah. Like, have you read Hyperion? I started reading Hyperion and I was just like, it was very, it was very dense. dense. It's very (laughs) dense. Very dense. And like I said, I liked Hyperion fine, but I didn't like it enough to want to read the future Hyperion cantos that are, that are out there. So, right. Right. Good, good, but not great. Um, Speaking of a game that's probably going to be good, but not great. uh, Far Cry 6 uh, rolled out. They, I'm not a Far Cry fan, typically. Um, They rolled out their gameplay reveal. Uh, last week, and Naveed Kavari, who's the narrative director of the game, uh, had a quote in the reveal video. Right, he, Actually, it, w- it was in an interview. It wasn't in the reveal video. So, Mike, I'm going to read this quote to you, and I want you to get ups- I-, I want you to see if you get upset about it, right? Because, like, when I saw this, I thought for sure that they're at least taking some inspiration from, like, Castro era Cuba and it's and it's hard yeah. to deny that because like they described the, the country as being frozen in time essentially um, and that's kind of how the Castro regime was in, in Cuba in you know throughout the 50s and onward until till he died um, so they asked him about that and and the quote was this he says we realize it's a complicated island and our game doesn't want to make a political statement about what's happening in Cuba specifically. Guerrilla movements around the world and throughout history, hence its fictional setting. Um, the conversations and research done on the perspectives of those who fought revolutions in the late 50s and early 60s and beyond are absolutely reflected in our story and characters. But if anyone is seeking a simplified binary political statement specifically on the current political climate in Cuba, they will not find it. So you see that statement. Would the inference that you take from that statement be, well, Far Cry Three is not going to be a political game, or they're going to, they're going to avoid politics? So they're 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 trying to dance around like, oh well, I mean, it's gonna you know it's about a revolution and that's political, but we're not gonna say it's political. He's like, he's he's doing the he's doing the like we're not gonna play Paragon or Renegade. See, I didn't even get that. Like, I just, I just thought he was saying, "No, this is not about. This is not the Cuba story. Like, the, <laughs> like this, this isn't yeah, like." Yeah, he's saying, he's story. saying, he's saying, this is not the Cuba story. But he's also trying to say, like, uh, he's trying his best to say there will be 
political elements in it, but please still buy our game because we we're not we're not gonna say that communism is good or communism is bad. Like, please still play our game, right? Like we're, we're, that. That's what I'm getting from this. It's a, it's it's a. It sounds like a bunch of doublespeak, right, to me. Well, uh, apparently, fans of Far Cry were upset and took this to mean that the game will not be political at all, which is funny because like. Literally, that's what the Far Cry series, especially the most recent iterations, have been in some way, shape, or form. Like, there's been a political bent, especially in the most recent one, there's been a political bent to them. Or, or you know, like a general politics bent, not necessarily... Yeah, when you say political, people think... When you say political, people think dictator No, no, no. Rel- religion, obvi- religion very much is, right. is a political thing as well, whether you you believe it or not so <laughs> exactly yeah exactly um so he so he had to go he literally had to go on the ubisoft blog to clarify it said that quote far cry 6 will include hard relevant discussions about the rise of fascism in a nation the costs of imperialism forced labor the need for free and fair elections lgbtq plus <laughs> rights and more than the context of yara our story is political a story about a modern revolution must be oh okay uh, all right. I like, mean, like it's a, it's literally a story about gorillas rising up against the regime. Like, I don't understand how any person thought that there wouldn't be politics involved right. in some way, shape, or form. There's a goddamn dictator on the cover of the game, right? Like, <laughs> like I'm presuming Giancarlo Esposito is playing Castro or whoever he is, he is. Right? I, I don't i don't remember i don't remember the character's name but he is definitely the the dictator in power yeah in cuba and, and you are definitely playing as this woman who is one of the revolutionaries fighting to depose him essentially right um look <laughs> i mean look uh yay for for them saying flat out like yeah, our game is going to have political themes and it's going to be about like certain topics that are going to be, you know, political, but they also have like a crocodile with a gold tooth in there. You know what I mean? Like it's still, it's still Far Cry. Um, I wouldn't mind playing this. I don't mind the Far Cry games. They, they feel like, um, they, they all feel samey, but they, they, um, they feel like an Ubisoft open world adventure yep. game. Yep. There's too much shit uh, to do. Like, like I don't mind Ubisoft's games, but I can only take one of them at a time. And I just happen to like Assassin's Creed the best. So that's the one that I'm going to yeah. stick with. So, <laughs> yeah, like you're still, you know, playing cartographer yeah. by climbing towers and you're still liberating bases and stuff like that. Yeah, like, I like I like I like hidden blades and swords and stealth and historic periods. I don't necessarily like wilderness and guns and modern day bullshit. Yeah. 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 And and I would I would play this, but I'm waiting for the inevitable 6 month sale. A six month sale. Yeah. <laughs> Christmas sale. What are you talking about? Two month sale. It's coming out in October. Yeah. That'll be it'll be thirty dollars on Black Friday. Mar- you you can you can take it to the bank. Put it on your calendar now. Michael will buy Far Cry six on Black Friday for twenty oh sorry, it's you gotta pay the the next gen premium for thirty nine ninety nine. <laughs> and he will 
play himself some Far Cry. Probably not finish the game. Um, probably not. But enjoy. That's right. Little the next gen premium. I, yeah. uh, I don't want to pay forty for it though. And then just wait three more months. Yeah, I don't want to pay forty for it. I um, I because I played this game before. Right. It looks it looks pretty. But I've played this game before. And look, I tried, like I said, I tried Far Cry 5. The 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 theme or, or the story of Far Cry 5 was the most interesting to me because I am a, you know, I, I, I enjoy seeing like cult shit portrayed in like a narrative form, that kind of stuff. And yeah. I got it. I got probably two hours into the game and I was just like, oh, it's just this, huh? It's just this over and over again, huh? Like, okay. Yep. That's the that's the problem, man. And and like here's the thing with Far Cry, they do a very good job with their trailers of mm-hmm. of hooking you in, right? Like yes. they have these incredibly interesting characters, these incredibly interesting quirky antagonists that you just do not interact with throughout the majority of the game. <laughs> you just don't. And in order to get to the scenes where you have to interact with them, you got to go you got to wade through the muck. Yep. And and it's not and and some of that muck is fine to play around in for a little bit. Then it's like, all right, I'm I'm getting tired of this. So there you go. We go to the post office for just one question this week. Apparently, everyone's too busy playing Mass Effect to post <laughs> post office questions. But that's okay because we'll actually have a shorter show this week, which is nice for you guys at home <laughs> dealing with these ninety minute shows for the last uh, the last few. Uh, <laughs> What do you love? What do you love about compilations that deal with games of the 1980s to 2000s, like Capcom Arcade Stadium? Uh, and what do you hate about them? Uh, forgot to add. What is also your favorite compilation for games? Um, I don't really deal with uh, compilations. I, mm-hmm. I, you know, I appreciate gaming's history, but uh, I don't go back and play old games unless they really, really affect me. And um. You know, like I'll play some of those old Capcom games and I'm like, oh, you know, it's Final Fight, right? Like I like Final Fight. Who doesn't like Final Fight, right? But one, I remember how difficult some of those games are and I just don't, I just do not, I barely had it in me back then. I just don't have it in me now. And and two, I don't get like the, the nostalgic feels for it. Like nostalgia works on me with a new game trying something trying that is inspired by something from the past mm-hmm. right like that streets of rage game streets of rage 4 really fun right i would never go back and play streets of rage 1 2 or 3 like it just doesn't it just doesn't appeal to me but so, uh, this is one of the few times where micah is a discerning consumer and i am a sucker <laughs> I will I will absolutely buy the hell out of compilation. Um I just love that it lets you experience those old games again. Uh and you get a lot of bang for your buck because the compilations are usually fairly cheap. Um you can get a ton of games in them for a relatively low price. Uh I, I, I was tempted, I didn't do it, but I was very tempted to buy the uh Castlevania the classic Castlevania compilation because it was on sale on the Switch for the past week. And I was like, do I want this? I'm like, I kind of do, but I don't I don't need it. I don't need to have this. Um plus because I have I have the I have my favorite one on my SNES, you know, thing anyway. So because I have Super Castlevania on there. Um 
if it had Symphony of the Night, I would have done it. <laughs> I would have done it, but it didn't because it, it stopped. It stopped there. Um, the thing I like least about it is, is the bullshit games that you have to get along with it, uh, which are fine because they're just there. Um, you don't have to play them, but I don't need them to be there. Now, my favorite one of these, the answer may surprise you because I am a known hater of one Sonic the Hedgehog uh, as being an overrated garbage can video game uh, that has admittedly good music, but shit gameplay. Uh, However, the Sonic's Ultimate Genesis Collection uh, is my favorite of these compilations that have released because of all of the other games that are on it that aren't the core four Sonic games. Because <laughs> it had all the golden axes. It had, I did, it did have Streets of Rage. I feel like it had Streets of Rage on there as well. Um, I had Comics Zone on there, which is which was an interesting oh, game. Wow. Dr. <laughs> Robotnik's Mean Bean Machine. Uh, which is just Poyo Poyo, which is which is a great puzzle game. Uh, had Sonic Spinball, which which I was a fan of as well. There's a lot of games on there. I, I like I'm I'm missing obvious ones, um, and that I'd like to go back to because there were other great games on the thing that I'm vamping, trying to pull up the the uh, the only compil the last compilation I bought was the Street Fighter Anniversary Collection, the one that had every Street Fighter game. And see, I didn't. Um, I didn't buy that because that I would have bought. I would have played like three of the games on there. I didn't. I didn't. And and that's and yeah. that's my thing. I only play Street Fighter Three Third Strike and Street Fighter Alpha Two. That's it. Like what those are the only else, two that. What I else played. was on this Sonic compilation? Had had the Vector Man games. It had uh, had Kid Chameleon on there. See, I never had a Genesis growing up, mm-hmm. so you would think that maybe this would appeal to me, mm-hmm. but it it really doesn't. Like, well, see, just, and, and I did so. Like that's why for me it was a, uh, it was a much more, yeah, much more had had Shinobi three. Like yeah, there are a lot of games on there that were uh, worth the price of admissions. That that that's my favorite one. Um, and also like I guess I guess the question is to how how broadly do you define a compilation? Because I also have like the white the Wipeout HD collection on PlayStation that has the the two PSP and one. PS3 wipeout games on it, and that shit's amazing because they remastered it in, in 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 1080, and and it looks fucking incredible. Um, I would I would probably define compilation as a a group of games that are not in the same. Family. Okay, that that's a fair that's a fair definition of of the term. So, but yeah, so there you go. So that is it. Uh, thank you, Rev, for your question this week. Again, don't forget you can submit questions whenever the hell you want in the Dense Pixels post office on Discord at densepixels.com slash fans. And uh, we'll read them on the show and answer them on the show. Uh, before we get out of here, did you watch, uh, did you catch the highlights from Double or Nothing? Apparently it was really good. Uh, I watched Double or Nothing. Oh, oh, uh, yeah. <laughs> big, big, yeah. big spender over here. Yeah, yeah, that's it. <laughs> <laughs> so I watched Double or Nothing. Um, it was... Um, you know, AEW, I, I don't hate AEW. Mm-hmm. I'll just say that right now. But I, I am I don't, I don't going hate to be them. I just critical. Like to make fun of them. So. Yeah, I am going to be critical of them, when, especially when they need to be critical. Yeah. Um, most, of those, uh, most of those matches I actually really enjoyed. Mm-hmm. Um, some of the wrestling is a little sloppy. Uh, it just, it, but 
but for the most part, if this is if this is their WrestleMania, mm-hmm. if, uh, if, if uh, I I think that's true. Is it is I thought, double or nothing their WrestleMania, or is it all all in? I think I thought all all out or all in or whatever the fuck it's called was was their WrestleMania. Um, whatever it, it you know <laughs> it was it was entertaining. Um, you know I understand that that they want to have like a Royal Rumble type event, mm-hmm. but their battle royal is just weird to me, like. Uh, their casino battle royal is it starts off with it starts off with four people mm-hmm. and a random suit is drawn you know, you know the, the jacks or the the spades come out right and it's four four people who represent the spades mm-hmm. and then the hearts come out and four more people come out and then four more people come out and then the one and then the joker comes out who is usually uh, a surprise guest and, right. and in this case it was leo rush um, I, I mean, I like the idea of there being a guaranteed like surprise guest, mm-hmm. but um, but it, it's just a weird format to have all four of these people come out. You know, half of them don't like each other, but they're all coming out the same tunnel. Right? I don't know. It's just <laughs> it's just weird to me. It's a weird setup. Like they need to they need to uh, to fix that a bit. And they 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 did when they had the two tunnels, but for some reason they only had one, because uh, I guess they were trying to pack as much pe- as many people in there. Oh, I thought possible. the two tunnels is part of their normal arrangement. Yeah, they only had one tunnel yeah, this time, which, which which from a wrestling logic standpoint actually makes a lot of sense to do two tunnels. Like you should you should yeah, have you got a the face faces and the heels, heel right? So right. They, you know, like that's <laughs> and then and then obnoxious ass Cody Rhodes comes out the center because like of course I'm Cody Rhodes, right? right? Of course, but um, but the show overall was pretty good. I I actually really enjoyed it. Look, Kenny Omega is is a phenomenal wrestler. He is. He's just. He's just a weird guy, but it, uh, in terms of an in-ring performer, he's really good. Like that, pa- and and the one, the, and the other thing that that AEW does that they really, really need to stop mm-hmm. are the false finishes. I, I oh, that's you just, know, that's just modern wrestling, man. I hate it. I hate it, man. Like, like you can't. There's only so much. There's only so many. Like, oh my god, he get, But like when it happens five, six, seven times a match. Like it just it, it loses something yeah. every single time. I I will say, I I didn't think that this person would ever get to this stature in my head. It is bizarre seeing Mark Henry in any other company that's not WWE. Yeah, I was like when he <laughs> when Tony Schiavone said the world's strongest man. I'm like, huh? The guy from that the guy from that Geico commercial. <laughs> <laughs> Mateen Zalingus or whatever. Yeah, the man. Is. I was like, but yeah, seeing Mark Henry come out, that was weird. Man. Yeah, that was weird. So like AEW is doing the thing. I get it. Um, and and they've they've you know they they've got a great playbook in WWE. They have uh, more interesting resources. Um, it's just kind of funny seeing like the any stadium stampede match. Um, <laughs> You know, like if uh, like I can only imagine what Vince McMahon would do if he had uh, a a football team at his disposal. (laughs) (laughs) He he used to have eight of them. He didn't do much. Right. (laughs) (laughs) But um, it was a it was a pretty decent show. I I enjoyed it. I, I enjoyed it. 
All right. So I, I just want to get your quick take on there because it was it was a lot of the buzz that was happening over the weekend. Um, yeah. So, yeah, again, Discord, densepixels.com slash fans. Subscribe to the show wherever you get your podcasts. Uh, subscribe on YouTube at youtube.com slash densepixels. And follow us on Twitch. Uh, I'm densepixelsbrad. Terrence is Apparition410. And Carrie is Suppets Carrie. Uh, that's it. We will see you guys next week. I'm sure we'll have some pre-E3 uh, stuff to talk about. It's right around the corner, Micah, if you can believe it. So, uh, you know, I every year I'm like, oh, I can't believe it. And then it's here and then I get all excited. Yeah. And uh, this will be a real test because I'm not pre-ordering games anymore. Uh, so or I'm trying my best to not pre-order <laughs> games anymore. I mean, who are we kidding? Right. Let me not lie on Al Gore's Internet. But, <laughs> but uh, I'm going to try my best to not pre-order any games. We'll see. Uh, so we'll see how that works. Right. <laughs> Let me ask you this question. It, well, I know. I, I guess I, actually that's not a good example because you don't have to pre-order that because you have Xbox. So like I was going to say, Starfield looks amazing. What are you yeah, I, guess oh, what? Yeah, I, I will pre-download it. Yeah, you'll pre-download <laughs> it. Right now, I'm trying to think of what they could what they could show you. Oh, Spider-Man 2? Spider-Man. Yeah, done? if Spider-Man okay. comes out, uh, it, it's done. It's already, you know, <laughs> it, it's done. That's the only game that I guarantee you I will pre well, there you uh, go. Everything else is coin flip. Cool. That's it for us. See you next week. See ya. <laughs>